You know they want staring point, you know we straight to the point Boy Chris with assist, fast breaks like a joint splitting half Boy J with the J, we throwing heat, no gas, that's a touchdown pass You know just how we coming, so it's nothing left to say Now they hardly can guard me like Dirk fade away You know just how we coming, so it's nothing left to say Yeah, you know just how we coming, so it's nothing left to say They want staring point, you know we straight to the point They want staring point, you know we straight to the point They want staring point, you know we straight to the point They want staring point, you know we straight to the straight to the he needs 76, bringing us into episode number 136 of Straight to the Point. My name is Chris, usually here with my guy, J-Dub, but he is out celebrating his 37th birthday. So, filling in, he needs 76, pro gambler, extraordinary, theme song writer, fan extraordinaire, musician, artist, you've heard him, we know him, we love him. What's going on, man? How are you? I'm chilling, I'm chilling. I'm ready to talk some sports. No yes, doubt. sir. Yes, sir. We're talking all about, you know, your boy Rodgers to the Jets, some other quarterback drama. But we're going to start with the NBA MVP race. It's heating up. It's tightening up. Joel Embiid making that playoff push. Jokic kind of flailing. Giannis kind of under the radar. But there's it's still anyone's race to be won. Where do you see the, the MVP race ending up? How do you? You know, how do you view things ending? And and if you had a vote, who did you vote for? Uh, right now, I'd probably go with Giannis just because they got the best record and the stats are pretty similar. Jokic is probably out now as far as, like, uh, getting that benefit of the doubt with the voters. Ever, ever since uh, Kendrick Perkins started uh, started his, uh, his little rant, the discussion has gone, like, 15 different ways. So now it's like... It seems like Jokic is pretty much out, especially with this uh, Nuggets losing streak. What do you think? I think the losing streak plays a lot into it. You know, I've said sometimes that he kind of gets a lot of empty calorie stats. Um, like even at that game when they play Toronto and they're down 20 with a minute left and he's out there. I, I It depends on how you view it. Like it's it's kind of stat patting to me, but he's out there, you know, getting the stone lobs and, getting boards and things like that. And that's what he does. And not to say that it is anything wrong with that, but I think sometimes we have to contextualize these stats. You know, like stats are good, but you can make a stat for any argument that you have. You know, you can make a stat in favor of Embiid. You can make a stat disparaging Jokic. You can make a stat favoring Giannis that disparages both guys. So I think context matters. Um, what do you? How do you feel about how do you feel about what Perkins said? Because there's a lot of times that people, um, people's immediate reaction was was negative, but what he was saying, he never mentioned outright race. People kind of, people kind I mean, of, you, but you know, people kind of if you, walked it. If you, had, if, if you pinned him down and told him that he had to give you an answer, he'd tell you race, though. I think. Right. Okay, yeah, but he never outright said it. You know what I'm yeah, saying? No doubt. No I doubt. Mean, but the, his argument his argument was based in statistics, you know, but all the guys that kind of were singled out by these statistics were Nash, Nowitzki, Jokic. Which, which is, it, is it race or is it foreign NBA player bias? Who knows? Maybe, they're, maybe the, the degree of separation is not. I mean, I think it's 
I don't, I don't know. It's most, I, I, I mean, we, we weren't around when they were making those bills because one thing I know that um, they talk about the three straight MVP precedent, but the two guys that won it before Larry Bird were um, Wilt Chamberlain and Bill Russell, correct? They both won MVP three times in a row, right? I believe so. Yes. They, they were, they won those MVPs when the MVP was voted by the players. Larry Bird won his with the media. So if we're going by like what the MVP votes are now, like consistently, then we should start from when the media started voting. That's the vo- that's the point that Kendrick Perkins probably should have made. That the voters have only that ever since they implemented like the voters voting for MVP, only one person has won three times in a row. And that's Larry Bird. So are you are you advocating for an, uh, a situation where we go back to players voting for, for awards in general? No, 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 that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that from Kendrick Perkins perspective, that's the that's the point that he probably should have made that it seems as though because I mean, I, I think that's the point that he was trying to make, like he was trying to point to the race issue. You know what I'm saying? No, I, I definitely understand that. So, but so. I don't think I don't think they have a bias. I mean, the, all those guys have one thing in, in common. They were hyper efficient, but that doesn't mean that other players weren't because LeBron probably deserved three at one point. I know they some people some people um got angry and said that it was a voter fatigue when Giannis when Giannis could have possibly won MVP the first year Jokic won it. You know what I'm saying? But right. And that's a and that's a fair part because Giannis had went back to back, right? Yeah, Giannis went back to back, and some people said that voter fatigue was going to prevent him from. And that's my. So, so are we? Are we? Is that what we're seeing now with Giannis and B. Jokic? Is it voter fatigue for Jokic? So much of the backlash that Jokic shouldn't have won last year, and B. should have won last year. Should should this be MB's back to back MVP season? You know, yeah. uh, talk to me about that. I, I don't I don't know because like we 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 go on basketball reference all the time. We see all this stuff, right? Like we know what the criteria is for MVP. Usually it's best player on best team, or it's maybe like best player on second best team, or maybe like somebody's stats are just so much better than somebody else's, you gotta give them the MVP, right? But the the Jokic thing is like. The first time he won, they said that Embiid didn't play enough games, which is kind of like a precedent type of thing because there's nothing that says you have to play X amount of games to win MVP. You know what I mean? He had better stats. Exactly. And then uh, the year the year after that, it was kind of a similar situation. Their seeds was the seeds were different. Now we go back to the standings thing. Embiid at a three seed, Jokic is a six seed last year, but their records were the same. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And the obviously they like to joke about all the the stat nerds with the with the VORP and the box plus minus and the box uh, rebound plus whatever the hell. You know what I mean? Right. They try to add all that in too, which Jokic is always at the top of. Like none of us, like even if you ask some of these people, I don't even think they know how to quantify any of these stats. Mm-hmm any way they even like calculate them. It's just like, they just throw them out there and make them sound good. Like, yeah, he's first in a uh, defensive win shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, it's nothing that you actually see on the court. Right. And that, that was always my biggest thing, especially when me and Jared were talking. And it was like, yeah, I get these stats and I get everything, but like, what are you seeing? And the thing that I'm seeing is that MB is just so head and shoulders 
you know, better than Jokic on defense. Now, offensively, they do different things. They impact the game differently. I'm not offensively. Gonna... It would be like if you compare, like, I know not as far as like uh, impact on the game or anything, but it would be like if you compare Kobe to LeBron. Like Kobe was a, s- a scorer, similar to how Embiid is. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like if we were if we were just like go, getting a time machine and go back to like 2006 or something, that would be the argument for who would be MVP right. with like the guy with the all around offensive game. Right. Or the- and that was and that was the Nash argument. The Nash argument when Nash was averaging 18 and 12 on a running gun Spurs or a running gun Suns team was, you know, that team was so hyper efficient and hyper effective. Yeah. If you take him off, that they like don't. if yeah, exactly like if you if you just go by the the definition, most valuable player. I mean, I guess that would be best player on best team or the guy that makes the best team look the best that they can. And, and that's not necessarily my definition of MVP. My definition. Yeah, that's of MVP that's what I'm saying. Is, it's, it's a it's a it's, it's a subjective. It's subjective. Yeah, it's subjective. So it's really no. It's just that when. When you change the definition every year, like you can't be one of these voters because it's the same voters every year. Mm-hmm. You can't be one of these guys that votes one year. Oh, I, this is my criteria this year, and the next year my criteria is different. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I guess people are just asking for consistency on one level because there's gonna be a point where like, um, somebody wins, and it's just like they just don't deserve it at all. Right, and I think we're coming to the point where people. And a lot of times when you talk about most valuable player, it's biggest impact to a team, biggest positive impact to a team. That's usually my, you know, viewpoint on it. So if you, my thing is, if you take. What if the team isn't good? What if the team isn't good? Like what if the team isn't, what if the team won like 30, 39 games? I mean, but we've seen that. We've seen that already. Westbrook won won an MVP. His team was what? A seven? Six. 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 Westbrook was a six seed and Jokic was six seed. But, so it, we've seen we've seen teams that were like quote quote unquote middle of the pack teams have an MVP on that team. But the thing about Westbrook is if you took Westbrook off them Thunder teams, the Thunder teams stunk. If you Westbrook take Jokic set, off, Westbrook, Westbrook set the precedent for lower seeds with an MVP. It's not Jokic. Yeah, but was it? Was I it, ain't never was heard it, of nobody winning no MVP as a six seed. As a six seed, but was it? So Westbrook, Westbrook did it. Was it Westbrook because he was? valuable to his team or was it Westbrook because he it was the first year he averaged a triple double the, the previous guy hold on, hold on hold on hold on but at the yeah. time it wasn't it wasn't as it the precedent wasn't there you know what I'm saying like yeah it was commonplace with Jokic and Westbrook and whatever but at that time he was only the second guy to average a triple double for a season or after after Oscar Robinson but does that really matter though it know? mattered at the time because, Not necessarily. I mean, yeah, like, yeah, but you're looking like, at it from revisionist history. Yeah, no. at the time, everyone's like, "Oh snap!" Like we've never, we've only seen this one time before. He was the MVP. Like we gotta give him the MVP. We can't set. We can't have a guy average triple double and not be the MVP, especially he's the only guy averaging triple double. Yeah. And there's an argument. And there's already an argument to be made because there but, is no KD. But like that, him, him with an MVP because he averaged a triple double completely destroyed like the the process of voting now because now it's like okay you don't have to be winning like uh 65 of your games to win mvp you could just have like stats you yeah, know so so is it more so an issue with the voters or is it because it's, so because it's not with... like those triple doubles led to like a higher c like i understand that i understand that they were in the west but they won like 45 games yeah but it was 45 games on the team without kevin durant 
And Kevin Durant was there the year before, and they went within one game of the what? The finals or the Western yeah, Conference finals, and they were considerably worse. And they were considerably worse without him. And that they won like they won like fifteen less games without him. So that's that's true. But they didn't they didn't have any big major impact. The context is poor to to, uh, to, to, to replace to replace Durant. It was just here Westbrook. Here's everybody else. I feel you. The context is just poor for Westbrook's uh, MVP. He didn't deserve it. Okay, so I know you would have gave it to Harden. I, Harden was a two seed that year. Uh, almost a triple double. I mean, if we want to go by stats, you know what I mean. Yeah, but assist one. So hindsight being twenty twenty, you wouldn't have given Westbrook that that MVP. No, it was for me. It was either Harden or Kawhi. Kawhi had a great season that year too. So now, now looking, looking, looking now, right? Is there any MVPs that you would have changed outside? You know, let's say from Westbrook on, because you got Westbrook that won. You've got Giannis, that's one. You've got Jokic, that's one. Is it anybody's MVP that you would change? I think after the Westbrook one, it's pretty. I mean, we could argue about certain things, but it's really, I don't really have, have no definitive guy that I would absolutely change besides that one. Now, let me ask you this because a lot of people bring up that, that this would be like MB would be. Um, uh, a sympathy MVP, you know, like a, uh, you know, like whatever. Here you go. Here's your MVP, like a politics type one. A lot of times, I, I go I back. It's his to, turn. Yeah, it's his turn, right? I go back to to when Giannis won the MVP, and the second time, and it was more so the idea of while Jokic won the MVP the second time, it was like, okay, there's not a as viable challenger to dethrone Jokic, especially if he's continued to have a consistent game. You know what I'm saying? The MVP, like the 2011 MVP, like Derrick Rose's MVP, right? People talk about how it was politics against LeBron. People were angry that LeBron went to Miami. That's why he didn't get the MVP. Or when Jordan stopped winning MVPs in the 90s because they had Jordan fatigue and there was voter fatigue and we want to kind of spread it out. Will we see a situation where you'll see a three-time MVP. Like, will we see that again? Three in a row? No, I doubt it. Yeah, like, three in a row, no? I don't think I don't think so. I think it's just too difficult to be, like, to have, to have like, the same stats every year and have people vote for you the same way. You know what I mean? I, I think, agree. I think it's, I, I think it, it, it's definitely subjective, though. Yeah. I doubt we'll see him. Well, I mean, Jokic isn't going to win this year, so. Yeah, I agree. I, I think I think it is between Embiid. You know, and I think part of it, I, if I'm voting, I'm voting for Embiid. I, I think he's finished strong. He's had higher peaks than Jokic this year. His team is performing, you know, his team is performing as well as Denver. Like, you can make the, the supporting cast argument, but. I, I I watched last you know not not last year but the year before where he had no Simmons and that was the year Simmons sat out and all that other stuff. He didn't really get he really didn't get hard until the last what twenty games of the season. Yeah. So he went sixty games thereabout with no number no clear cut number two. So if you want to argue supporting cast, I could understand if you say like Denver's 
Denver supporting cast and Milwaukee supporting cast versus Philly supporting cast, whatever. But of the three, of the three in the past three years, the, the team with the worst, quote unquote, worst supporting cast was Denver. Denver, you argued to me and the people has argued that Denver has the, maybe the best five in the West, if you consider Jokic, no, no, yeah. Jokic Gordon, Porter, Caldwell, Pope, and Murray. At the same time, like, that's another argument. Like, that's never stopped them from giving MVP to somebody, too, because usually the best team has the best player. Best player, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's never – like, Steph Curry won an MVP with the best five in the NBA. You know what I'm saying? Right. Two of them, I think. So yeah. that the idea of of supporting cast, you feel as though it's, is, is overrated? Yeah, I think so. I think MVP should just be what it was, like kind of like best player, best best team, what they're about. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Something along those lines. None of the like, I mean, the seeding stuff. Like, if you win like forty something games, you probably should win MVP. You know? Yeah, I agree. It's almost like winning MVP in the finals because, like, you know, you had three great games or seven. Right, and I, I agree, and I think part of it is context. I think a lot of times we we lose context in statistics, and I said that before, and I'll say it again. Is you you have a lot of times where guys were good, their stats maybe looked a little inflated, mm-hmm. and you look back with with hindsight and look at the numbers, and you say, "Oh, well, this guy averaged more points, more rebounds, more assists, whatever," but it's like he really didn't impact the game as much as, you know, like an Embiid did or a Jokic did or a Giannis did. I'm just throwing names out. I'm not really saying one thing or another. But if you're asking me who I, who would I vote for, it's Embiid because of his impact defensively makes, you know, he's head and shoulders above Jokic defensively. You can split the hairs offensively. Embiid's a much better scorer. Jokic is a better facilitator. You know, Jokic is a better rebounder. But I think Embiid, I think Embiid can rebound. He just chooses not to. You know, like he picks and chooses when he wants to ex- expand on his energy. Who's having, a, who's having a better season? Because that's what we, that's a real question. Who's having the better? I mean, Embiid's having a better season. Yeah, because all that, because. Like, he's averaging 34 points a game. He's, his team is a two seed right now as we, as we speak. Like, come on, man! Like, you look at you look at just the the sheer impact that he has on the game. He's had he got thirty one seven to seven in three quarters last night when they played Indiana. We just talking yeah. about stats, though. What about Giannis? Like, why isn't Giannis included? Because Giannis isn't playing. If he, if, to be honest with you, now Giannis is. I mean, him and beating Giannis had the same amount of games played. Yeah, but Giannis took a lot of time off around when the. I think a lot. I think a lot of times they, it's like they, Giannis they, a, they fifty and twenty two right now. They might but be Giannis a- missed a lot of times when they were in that eight sixteen game win streak or whatever. Giannis missed what nine of those games, so he missed half of the games that they that they that they was on this magical streak. I'm, I'm not sure, but if they're gonna give him MVP with the games he played, then Giannis is still in the mix too. Because I'm not saying no, no, no. I'm not saying Giannis isn't isn't in the mix, but I'm saying if Embiid. It, the team is on an eight-game win streak going into the final stretch of the season. They still got to play Milwaukee. They still got to play Boston. If they win both those games, you might as well go ahead and get them the trophy right now. You're talking about it like it's like that's even like a. I'm. I, I said if 
I said it. From, from a historical perspective, it's highly unlikely. That it's highly unlikely. But either I'm of those saying, teams, you don't both for either of them teams. If, but if if they were to if they were to win those games, and Embiid plays well, do you not think that's going to make this MVP candidacy? I think stronger? MVP probably. I think MVP probably depends on who who has the best record on on the two between the two now. So you think if if, if Milwaukee going to be similar? If Milwaukee and beats at thirty four points, Giannis is at like thirty one. So if if Embiid finishes two and and Giannis finishes one in the East, I think they might vote for Giannis. I think the voters might vote for Giannis. To be honest with you, if Giannis had never won before, he'd be the, he'd be the favorite right now because he has he checks all the boxes. They're the one seed. So he but, but, he's but, when, but, the guy but, but when Embiid was the one seed. Yeah, and when Embiid was in one seed, they talked about his games played. But Giannis and Embiid have the same amount of games played. Unless you want to give it to Jokic, you see so, so will you give it to Jokic? No, I won't. But the, I've never been a games played guy, and the games played thing is is they're at like fifty five ish with like ten games left. So they're be, he's gonna pass like sixty games total. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This play thing is gonna be irrelevant at that point. Now they're gonna have to go back to the seed. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. But see, the Sixers are two seed right now with a half a game lead on Boston. They still got to play them later on in the year. You know, they still got to play Milwaukee. Same thing with Milwaukee. Milwaukee has a two game lead, but they still got to play the Sixers later. So we'll see. We'll definitely see. Speaking of, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. ahead. Now I'm saying I like I like it I like it like that with this with the seeding way. That makes more sense because that's how it's always been as far as like from a historical perspective. For sure, for sure. So now moving on to another MVP. Let's talk about your boy Aaron Rodgers. Hemming up Green Bay for, for his request to go to the Jets. He said he was 90% retired. Definitely pulling a far. You know, the will he retire? Won't he retire? Now he's going to the Jets. So I look forward to him in a Vikings uniform in two years. Right. You're you're a notorious Rodgers guy. You call him the GOAT. The greatest of all time. So talk to me about how you feel as though Rogers' impact in New York will be and, and will will we see him bounce back to, to that MVP form? I think it depends on if he stays healthy, I guess. Like they're gonna just have to do a little bit with their offensive line issues. But I I'm really, I'm really like. Uh, I really want to talk about how, well, when this is actually going to happen. You know what I mean? Because he went on uh, Pat McAfee's show talking about how compensation is holding everything up. So I'm curious to know your your opinion on when do you even think this is actually going to happen? Like, how long do you think going to drag this out? It's got to be before the draft, right? Like, it's got to be. If they want draft picks, they got to get it before the draft. They can't wait. What if they want something for next year? I mean, but you got Jordan Love right now this year. If you're going forward with Love, you need to have as many pieces around him as possible. And that team was not great last year. Like, that team wasn't great. Like, that team, like, I get, I know they have young receivers and they have young um, pieces on defense or whatever the case may be, but they need to fill as many holes as possible. And if they're, if they're going to do it through the draft, they need the extra compensation. But the like, ball the it's balls too- in the Jets court, though. I mean, the balls in the Packers court now, right? Not really, because what do you what are you going to have? You're going to keep Rodgers on the roster and pay him that money for him to sulk? Because he's not going. He's not coming back. 
I mean, if he doesn't show up to camp or nothing like that, then it is what it is. You know. So, but but that's the problem is you're gonna end up having this situation where you're gonna have. So, so if, let's say you don't trade him, right? And he comes back to camp. Because I think you want to you want you want bench him. No, I think they're just going to go through with who they said they're going to start. But I think what's holding it up is the compensation. Yeah, but like, if I'm the Packers, I, I, get, I get why. Like, I get why. His his But his 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 contract is for one more year, right? I think it's – I think it is one more year. So it's like it's no, not even no guarantee that he's going to be on the team that they say he's going to be on. So it's like, mm-hmm. are we – are we sure he's even? Are we sure of when the Jets thing is going to happen? Because I think the timeline is going to have to play a big part of it. I think part of it has to be. It has to be before the draft, in my opinion, because you need to, you need to get that conversation. The problem is though, the Packers want two first round picks, and I don't think the Jets are willing to give up two first round picks. I don't think anyone's willing to give up two first round picks for Rodgers, especially if they're not willing to give up two first round picks for Lamar Jackson. You know what I'm saying? Like Rodgers, thirty eight or thirty nine, pushing forty. And the Packers want two first round picks for him. I, I don't think that's I don't think that's feasible. So until the Packers come down on their asking price, you know, like I, I think it's going to be a, a situation where, you know, we're going to sit here and wait and wait and wait. Apparently, there's there's rumors out there that that GMs around the league think Rogers is worth a day two pick. So that's like second to third round. The Jets, the Jets are in a scary position because they really don't have no. Many good options, unless they like really, really. Think. Yeah, but like here's so here's the thing though, right? Let's say this Rod. I mean, Rogers have already come out and said it. They've already signed Lazard. The deal is done. They just are haggling over price at this point, right? But let's say, let's say the Jets call the, the Packers bluff, and they put in a fielder to Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's still out there, right? Let's say they let's say they call the, the Packers bluff. The Packers are stuck. They can't. What they going to cut them? They can't really cut them. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. then, but then the problem with that is, where does Rogers go? Like, let's say, let's say that they they bungle this Jets thing. They think- would would you see? Would you? See, I mean, could you see Rogers and you know somewhere else? I don't think so. So, so you think eventually they're just they're just going to bring down their compensation? Exactly. I think so. Because the the thing about the Packers. They're both in a no. They're both kind of locked into this thing. They can't really, you know. They the Jets need Rodgers. Rodgers needs the Jets. Packers need to get off, get away from Rodgers. Right. No one else is going to want to take like they're willing to take Rodgers except for the Jets. So you had this kind of circle of like we got to make this happen, right? Right. Because there's no there's no other team that needs a quarterback that's as talented or ready to make a run than the Jets are. Yeah. The Jets, the Jets with Rodgers then like becomes the second best team in the in the division. Depending on the health of, of Tua. They become the second best team in the division, right? Right or wrong. Yeah, quite possibly. I mean it's pretty it's it, it makes for a big debate. Because look at look at look at the Jets the Jets had plenty of plenty of games where they, if they had a competent quarterback, they win those games. They had Thursday night versus the Jags. They should have won that game if they had a competent quarterback. When they played Minnesota, they should have won that game if they had a competent quarterback. They beat the Jets. I mean, they beat the Bills with Zach Wilson. You know, they they 
they can compete if they if they have Rodgers and if Rodgers is even 85% of what he was when he won the MVP a couple years ago, that Jets team is dangerous because they have the defense, they now have the running back, and they have young receivers. No, you got a point. The, the and, Jets- their line, and their offensive line is not bad. They got Makai Beckton on the left side. They got Elijah Vera Tucker in the inside. Like, they have the pieces. They just need the quarterback. Like, Mike White, Mike White was not great. You know, Mike White was a decent backup quarterback, right? But he was so much better than Wilson last year. When he came in, it was just like a breath of fresh air. Like the team looked competent. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, but the Jets have had, but the Jets have had quarterback, the Jets have had quarterback issues for the last 20 years. Like yeah. we talk about the Browns, the Jets are in the same boat. Like you know, have you you know some of the guys that suited up for the Jets? Like, come on, man. Like the last, the last in the last 20 years, they've probably had three, three decent seasons from a quarterback. Yeah. Sanchez, Sanchez a couple times, Chad Pennington and, and Favre in 09. That's about it. It's a move they gotta make. They gotta make this move. And the problem is the Packers have to make this move too, because Rodgers has pretty much said, like, you know, I'm done with them. Like they ain't done with me, I'm done with them. And so the circle, the circle continues where we have a disgruntled Green Bay quarterback facing retirement, going to the Jets. You know, maybe he does. Hopefully, he doesn't go to two years in in, in Minnesota, and then allegedly defraud the the state of Mississippi for welfare money. It's just that he's so old now; it's crazy. Like if this was like if he was like a younger version of himself, this would be a great. Opportunity, but who knows? Yeah, but if he was a younger version of himself, the Packers wouldn't get wouldn't be giving up on him. Yeah, true. Unless he unless he forced his way out. But that's the thing. I, I listened to Andrew Brandt uh on, on Rich Eisen's show, and he yeah, said that right. he said that Rogers felt disrespected by the regime when the regime change happened. They didn't treat him as well, they didn't treat him as he had been treated. And and we know we talk about you know quarterbacks and we talk about star players being divas at times, whatever. And you can call Rod, you can call Rogers whatever you want. You can call him a diva, like whatever. But it's something to be said. Like if you've been treated a certain way all this time, and now all of a sudden it's like, you know, like you 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 whatever. It's like, oh, okay. Well, you think I'm you think I'm not who I am. Like you think I'm not a three time MVP and a Super Bowl champion. Like I I think he would feel disrespected. It's like anybody would feel disrespected. Yeah, I understand it. No doubt. So what do you so what do you think happens? Like what do you think Rogers ends up getting traded for? I don't I'm not I have no clue because like I don't think I don't think the Jets have any leverage. They might have to give up them them picks. We'll see. I don't think they give up. I don't think they give up two first. What do you think it's gonna be though? What do you think, think it's gonna be like a third? Third? I think it's gonna be like a third. Maybe a third this year, maybe a maybe a fourth next year. Not bad, not too bad then. Because if you want, like this, this time you get you get middle of the pack compensation this year. You get a pack. You get a pick next year. Like I think, why even drag this out? You know, you got to get this done before the draft. The draft is in like a month. Um, Close. your boy, your boys in Carolina going to draft the quarterback at one. Mm-hmm. Your boy, your boy Frank Wright. They went out and signed Miles Sanders at running back. They're trying to make some moves. Your boy Baker Mayfield is going to replace Brady in mm-hmm. Tampa. Derek Carr goes to the to the to the Saints. 
Desmond Ritter, still the starting quarterback in, in, in Atlanta. Your boy Mariota comes to the Eagles about eight God. years too late. Shout out to Chip Kelly. Late. Years you remember when Chip? Remember that, you remember because we've talked about this when Chip was going to give up everybody for Mariota. Yeah, <laughs> that would that would have killed the franchise. Yeah. It's crazy how time how how things change so quickly. How Howie Rose was still fighting from the broom closet. Uh, yeah, as, they, as we speak, as we speak. Um, who do who? Real quick, as we wrap everything up, uh, what are you most excited to see? Uh, in this NFL offseason? Like, what are, you, what are you waiting to see, you know, what happens first? You know, what are you most excited to see where someone goes, how things kind of work out? Uh, probably the Rodgers thing. Until the Rodgers thing happens, you don't even really know what, like, the AFC is probably going to look like. And the NFC, like, if he leaves the NFC completely, then that's probably one less team that's – at least going to be in the playoff mix. Because you think about it, right? All the great quarterbacks, quote-unquote, are in the AFC. Yeah. Except for Hurts and Dak and Cousins. And yeah. whether or not you consider great is a different, is a different, you know, whatever. But, like, you got – in one division, you'll have Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, and Tua. Yeah. Other division, you got Wilson – Garoppolo, your boy, Jimmy G, uh, Mahomes, Herbert, like all the the AFC is going to be a complete dogfight for the next two years. You know what I'm saying? Like as far as teams getting out. The NFC? Yeah, so it's lopsided. It's kind of similar to how the NBA used to be. Like when, like even when LeBron was going to all them finals, like the East was just like so poor. Right. But the the AFC and NFC teams kind of play – the the rosters kind of look the way that these teams play. The Eagles are very physical, run the ball, hold the ball, time possession, play defense, whatever. San Francisco is the same way. Uh, Dallas yeah. Dallas is like that as well. You know, physical defense and things like that. The AFC is really, really, you know, throw the ball, throw the ball, throw the ball, shootout type type games. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's tough to say how everything's gonna play out before like everybody gets their roster settled after the draft. We'll see how everybody adjusts their game. I agree. I agree. So thank you all for listening to another episode of Straight to the Point. If you like what you hear, tell a friend to tell a friend to tune in. Follow Straight to the Point on all your favorite socials. That's at STTP Podcast. Make sure you follow me at underscore Chris Cross. And follow our usual co-host, J-Dub, at underscore J-Dub. J-Dub Hughes. Yep. Right. <laughs> I had to get it right. <laughs> Amy76 is available on all your favorite streaming platforms. That's SoundCloud, Spotify, all that good stuff. Make sure you follow him. Make sure you follow him on Instagram at PrinceBrahim1X. The proprietor of all of our locks of the week. He, you know, put a lot of money in our pockets. Hope you tell. You got any, you got any locks for the for the for the tournament? Any tournament locks? No, I don't. But oh, okay. Right. Hold on. Let me give y'all some NBA things. No, matter of fact, when are they gonna listen to this? It's coming out today. It's coming out today. Okay, so I'll give you something for tonight. Take Orlando plus six and the Clippers money line tonight in the NBA. All if, right. To, if y'all can get to it in time. You heard that. Magic plus six. Clippers money line. Against straight, the Blazers. Straight from Heaney 76. Straight to the
Pelham. <laughs>